This is Moment of Hope brought to you by the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica. I am your host, Marja Elaine Francis, welcoming you to the program. Good morning, everyone. It is Father's Day, and we pause to celebrate our men, highlighting the significance of fathers in families and by extension, our nation. As a father, God has endowed our men with an awesome responsibility of being priest, protector, provider, nurturer, playmate, teacher, friend, and so much more. I say big up to all the daddies for the role that you play. A happy Father's Day to you. Today's feature is a father's heart. My guest is Reverend Spencer Cahoon. He's pastor of the Portmore Missionary Church, and he will share with us his fatherhood journey. Reverend Spencer Cahoon, welcome. Thank you so much, Marjor, and uh, thank you for those um, kind words that make me feel so special. You and are. Grateful to God for um, your program and for what you amplify across the world um, and reminding us of our awesome responsibility to be uh, privileged fathers. Uh, thank you for those kind words too. Our heavenly father loves us. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. And we hear those words echoed in Psalm 103 verse 13. Now you're going to be sharing your journey, your fatherhood journey with us this morning. I'll start off by asking how long have you been married and how how many children do you have? All right, thank you for that question. Um, and it's interesting that you ask in that sequence because as a little boy growing up, I pledged, you know, Lord, uh, help me to do it right and not to have the children before I have uh, the help meet. <laughs> uh. um, thankfully, they came within that context. And so I'm um, 38 years married. And uh, after two years of that marriage, I started having children. And I'm just so grateful for the wonderful partnership with Angela that gave us three beautiful children, two boys, one girl. Two boys, one girl, and you've been a daddy for quite some time, but I'm going to jog your memory this morning. <laughs> How would you describe the experience of seeing your sons and your daughter for the first time after your wife gave birth? Well, Major, they didn't, they didn't all come at one time, not triplets. But they <laughs> I know. They came very close. And um, it's interesting how you pose the question. Um, but each time it was very exciting when we saw the first one and the second and then the third uh, almost inexplicable um, because of the excitement uh, that came uh, when the first one uh, entered this universe we thought well here we are we are able to reproduce ourselves yes. so that 
quite an exciting moment. And when the second one came, we realized this was a girl and the only girl. And that made it also very exciting. And the last one came a boy like the first one. And uh, so here we were looking and I was asking myself the question, is this for real? <laughs> uh, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I think the Lord responded, Marjorie, but I say, no, I did that. I did that. They're all in my plan, all in my purpose. And so for us, it was an exciting moment of seeing um, ourselves reproducing, seeing little Spencers around and little Angela and and we just thought this was an awesome responsibility that comes with the awesome feeling of now being able to do exactly what you said in your introductory remarks, being a father, protector, provider, nurturer, um, you know, preserver of life. And, yes. and yeah, so we, we, we started that journey uh, trusting God. And uh, from uh, the book of Proverbs, I could recall these words when we were in fear and in shock at some times and, you know, wondering, can we manage uh, these three that came so quickly and so closely behind each other? Trust in the Lord. I'm at Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You know, we could read on in that um, you know, chapter, but for, for time, we, we, you know, stake our lives on the, the, the book of life. We thought this was a manual for life uh, for us and for the children. Yeah. And we thought that God um, was right there with us and would take us through the ropes. God would take you through. Indeed. I mean, if he says, trust him, then we just trust him and he does the rest. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> now, Rev, there are so many aspects to raising children. I mean, you and I could talk all morning about this whole journey, but I want Indeed. for you to share, you know, there are three of them. And yes. sometimes I, I'm told that parents have a favorite, but they can't show it. <laughs> how, how do you make all three children feel special with, without a parent to favor one child over the other? Oh, Marjorie, that's a googly in cricket, the game of cricket. And um, I'm trying to defend that ball the best way <laughs> I can. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's a very good question because, you know, from where I sit to counsel and, and from where I sit as a father, um, there is that, uh, you know, little puzzle to unravel. Yeah. Um, for me, I thought they're all gifts, Marjorie, special gifts from God. Yes. And, and so I began telling myself that um, each one fearfully 
and wonderfully made. And uh, the, the, the crescendo in that verse is marvelous are thy works. And uh, that God does this for his own purpose and to fulfill a purpose in our lives. And so the journey was to begin to educate ourselves. Yeah, three different personalities, uh, but they are all unique. Yes. With different temperamental traits. And uh, we started to reflect on, you know, the psychology we've learned and all that we've garnered, um, you know, as we started educating ourselves about bringing up children in the world and uh, thinking too of the fact that yes, it was about sperm and egg and, and this miraculous conception, but there has been, you know, generations past and um, we, we made ourselves knowledgeable of that. Um, we knew of curses, uh, we heard of that, and we knew of reckless abandonment, and, and we pledged that this is the way we really want to grow our children. And we believe that God can enable us uh, even when we feel that we can't. And so our job was to educate ourselves and then to begin to educate them, uh, to tell them that they are, you know, God's children as well. We welcome them, but we've given them, yeah, to the Lord. So it's about helping them to discover themselves and to define themselves and let, letting them know that we love them equally. They are equally loved. Um, you mentioned in your response about generations before, right? And so I'll ask, what was your relationship like with your own father? And did it in any way influence your role as a father? Very good question, Marja. I, I thank God that I can say the relationship with my father was good. Uh, very good. I, I have no regret, um, you know, facing up with a man called Percival Emmanuel Spencer and to have owned him as my father. First of all, I owned him because he owned me. Um, he, he was man up to this responsibility. Um, this is my child. And thankfully, um, he reminded me of my heavenly father. Uh, he, he, he left this world in 1995. And to this day, Marjorie, I'm remembering him because of the impact he would have made on my life. He was a hero. And um, at the same time, I thank God that I can view my heavenly father as a superhero. For if you would allow me, I would clearly state that for me, that F in father speaks to faithfulness. 
the A, adorable, the T, trustworthy, the H, honorable, the E, exemplary, and the R, respectable and responsible. Um, thank God, this speaks of the Heavenly Father, but I saw these traits in my earthly father. Awesome. And yes, and uh, that's for me, example, illustration, and model. And I'm just so thankful to God that I can speak like that uh, and how it has helped me to understand my children and my role as a father and how I can be the best of what I have experienced. Very well said. You had a father who you can model, yes, the traits, the examples that he has passed on, and you're able to pass on some of those values to your own children and yes. grandchild. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So I can't take, I just can't take the praises. And, you know, um, myself, had I not seen it, I could be the worst of fathers. I saw it uh, in my earthly father, and I knew when I came to saving knowledge of, of Christ that he was at his best emulating the heavenly father. Well said. My guest today is Spencer Cahoon, pastor of the Portmore Missionary Church, and we have been discussing his fatherhood journey, the heart of a father. You hear that coming out as he shares about his three children, his two sons and his daughter. Now, Rev, in Proverbs 22 verse 6, we read, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. You have been a dad for over 30 years, you know. What are some key lessons being a father has taught you? Well, they have taken me to the largest university in life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have learned so much. And um Time would not allow me, but can I just mention a few? Um, they've made me a better man because I've learned the patience of Job. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes, I have. That's good. I was a very impatient man. I was a temper tantrum, and I was, I was, you know, not easy to get along with, you know, for for a few reasons, um, but my parents had the struggle of calming me and tolerating me, and, uh, being patient with me. And I thought um, I would have to be the same for my children. I, 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 I learned how to listen, <laughs> to listen. Yeah, and you know that an impatient person can't listen <laughs> or doesn't listen well. <laughs> so I, 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 I listen, I learn, and and I and those two before I could lecture. Listen, learn, 
And by the way, the word lecture is the children's word because they would want to know, oh, daddy, why are you lecturing again? You know, that was their, their one of their words. That uh, yes. is lecture us. <laughs> I, I enjoyed doing that, but I found out that I had to listen first, listen to them well, and learn from them. Children don't only learn from us, we learn from them. From them. That's why an earlier was such a good question, you know, wanting to know how we treat with each one um, and letting them feel important. And time and time again, we said this to them and to large crowds. Uh, when people saw these three, they thought they were triplets and they thought, oh, could you give us one? And we usually say, no, it's hard to give the first one. That's <laughs> when all that bad burst. And it's hard to give the girl because it's the only girl. And it's hard to, to give the, the last boy because he's the wash belly and he closes the door so no one else could come to take his love. <laughs> and so, you know, we, 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 we kept saying that. We, we, we kept saying to them, um, guys, you have changed our modus operandi in life because no longer could we be doing what we wanted to do. We had to be thinking the children and we had to, you know, prioritize for them. And we have to learn how to sacrifice. Those are big lessons. Wanting to study more, wanting to have more, but we have them and they are first priority. So we learned the lesson of Job. We learned prior life um, had to be good too. When we couldn't manage them, uh, to this day, we're praying. praying. So they, yes, they've taught us lessons on prayer, how to bend our knees and bear our hearts to the Lord. Whether it was to meet their needs <laughs> or to help to change their attitudes and, yes. to, and to quail the... The, what we would call the collision of our attitudes, which would create the conflict from time to time. And, uh, you know, they've taught us to how to value time and, and how to, to value them and how to have good relationship, rich relationship, right relationship and rewarding relationships. You know, there can be relationship and relationship. Yes. And, yeah. And they and they, they really help us, Madra, to to have a better relationship in the union, the marriage union. Um, because the truth be told, that's one of the best gifts we can give our children. Very well said. Thank you so much for sharing those lessons that you have learned as a father. You are now a grandfather. I hear that's where all the spoiling takes place. Is it so for you as a granddad? <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I heard something very funny a couple of years ago um, where one grandfather said, it's just so fun to be a, a grandpa and that he wished he had 
the grandchildren before he had his children. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm beginning to think that way because uh, it brings such joy. Uh, it gets you at a, at a point in life where you realize your children have grown and you no longer enjoy newborn babes and you no longer feel, you know, that they are pliable and you don't feel that the children you have at times, they, they tend to be dictating to you now. And, and of course, we have to submit to them now that they have grown to some extent, if you understand what I mean. Yes. Little children that you can do any little thing with, caution and tend to. I understand that spoiling and I'm just so glad they are not our fulsome responsibility. <laughs> because we would total spoiling. <laughs> yeah, so you got it right. It's a wonderful feeling to see succeeding generations. Yes. And that we have what will embrace the legacy in life so that when we move off the scene, um, then we have the result of faithfulness and all of what I have given earlier on. And by the way, faithfulness, if I may aim on that first one, a father, uh, begets faithfulness and produce fruitfulness. Faithfulness, produce fruitfulness. I like that. Now, Rev, we could share so much, but you know, we have to close as we celebrate another Father's Day. I want for you to share a word of encouragement to men who aspire to become fathers, and even those who are already fathers. What word of encouragement do you have for them? Um, I I would begin by saying. Look closely at the acronym again and remember that it cannot be overemphasized because it was ordained and destined to be so by God. Even though there are unforeseen circumstances in life, you know, an unwelcome situation that happened. The need for protection, the need for provision, the need for financial security, and the need for the preservation of life and for the significance of life to be understood is what we are indebted to our children uh, for. Our children need that. They did not ask to be here. And uh, there's nothing like a good family legacy that is sustained through sweat and blood. People who are willing to sacrifice their all and to see to the development of children that will make great deposits in this life. And that is for the good of humanity and for the glory of God. Uh, so become like the heavenly father. Be faithful to the finish in the union. 
be that life that becomes adorable. Let those children trust your word. If you tell them you're going to be with them or meet their needs, keep your word. Honor beget honor. Be the best example. And as I've said before, the best illustration and the best model for the world. Be respectable and responsible. Bend every effort to meet these expectations. And like you've said, Mark, um, Marja, in, in, in your book, that I love so much, the impact that a father has on a child's life cannot be understated, end of quote. If I may add, likewise, expectations cannot be estimated. Man need to own up, face up, man up, and you'll become a gentle giant for generations to come. Man needs to man up. Yes, we celebrate good family legacy today. And I say a happy Father's Day to all the men listening. A happy Father's Day to you also, Reverend Spencer Cahoon. Thank you so much, Marta. I appreciate you sharing with us this morning. I'll ask you to close with a brief prayer for those listening. Sure, my pleasure. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being the best father ever. And thank you that you sent Jesus into this world to be the best model, the best example, and the best illustration we can allude to today. Thank you for the good fathers across this world. And as we seek to assume our roles and our responsibilities under God. Make us faithful in the fight. Make us faithful to the finish. And grant, Father, that our world will become a better place because we have been committed to the cause. Continue the good work you've begun in us. Thank you for Philippians 1.6, that reminds us today that being confident of this very thing, that he who hath begun a good work in us will continue it until the day of Jesus Christ. Continue to use us to do exploits for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. May I remind you, the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica brings Moments of Hope to you every Sunday at 7.30 a.m. Thanks to my guest, Reverend Spencer Cahoon. Thanks to you, our listeners. If you need prayer counseling or further information, call the Missionary Church Association office at 924-1378 or WhatsApp 7910527. Also, link us with your comments on Facebook at Moments of Hope MCAJ. I am Marja Elaine Francis. Regardless of what you encounter in life, there is hope and there is power in prayer. Hebrews 11 verse 6 reminds us that God rewards those who earnestly seek him. 
I invite you to pray by yourself or join with a family member or friend and let us pray being mindful that God answers prayers. Tune in again next week for another moment of hope.